Well, hello there, fellow Clashers and gamers. Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name is Catfish. Why don't y'all hop on in and buckle up? It's time to go play in some traffic. Guys, I want to thank you for riding along with me today. I am a little bit later than normal. Uh, today, instead of riding with me from uh, home on my way to work, you're getting me on my way from work back to the house. Hopefully that means I'm going to be in a little bit better of a mood because I'm actually heading somewhere that I want to be and I really can't wait to get there. I'm going to spend some time with my wife and with my daughter. My daughter's 19th birthday was yesterday and we're having some buddies of hers over tonight hosting a couple friends and I uh, can't wait to go and, and hang out with those guys and just have a good time hanging out with them. So you're going to have me for just about as long as you can have me. It might be shorter episode this week, but you know what? That's just fine. That is just fine. So what is going on in the land of Clash of Clans this week? Most of y'all have probably finished up your your clan war leagues. Uh, we in the Knights of Zion and in Eden's Edge were on our last day. Uh, you know, we typically spend, we spin a little bit later for CWL than most clans. We spin at the very end. Why? I don't know. We need to get in the habit of spinning a little bit earlier. But we were, I don't know, this, this shortened CWL kind of threw a, a monkey wrench into things and, and we were trying to decide which clan we actually wanted to do our town hall 14 war in and that just that threw things off so we ended up deciding we decided to get back into the knights of zion to doing champion league 2 with cwl with our town hall 14s but because of the shortened week we didn't want to take as many town hall 14s into the clan with us so we sent a lot of our town hall 14s over to eden's edge and that means that so far this week eden's edge is undefeated in crystal one with i don't know i think we had like 10 town hall 14s overall that were in there uh and we did a 30 v 30 so all the way down we had a couple town hall 11s down at the bottom but we ended up running undefeated there is just about a half an hour left in the last war we have two attacks left and have like a 10-star lead on the other clan, and they are out of attacks. So Eden's Edge will go undefeated this week and get promoted up into Masters 3. We'll see how that works out for us next month, because if we do not have that many Town Hall 14s to send to them next month, then that means they may end up demoting back out of Masters League. And you know what? That That's fine. It, it might be we'll take a little hit to the morale, but they'll actually end up getting more medals by being there. So hopefully things will all work out in the end and we have all of our expectations set properly and there won't be any, any hurt feelings if we happen to lose a bunch of wars next month. But I have a feeling we're going to have several Town Hall 14s that do want to stay over there in Eden's Edge and it'll, it'll end up being just fine. I don't think we're going to have that big of a problem dealing with it there. The Knights of Zion, however. Well, first, hold on. Let, let's talk about Eden's Edge for a second. Eden's Edge is our mini clan, right, for Klaus Gaming. And that's where we run most of our Town Hall 13 and below. We have a couple 14s that, that hang out over there. But it's our recruiting-wise, it's Town Hall 12 and up. We still have some accounts that are Town Hall 11s there, but we're not actively recruiting any new Town Hall 11s. Day two of CWL, we actually, in Eden's Edge, got matched up with a mini clan for Sir Moose. Um, Moose Squad was our day two opponent in Eden's Edge, and that, that's kind of neat when we see 
other content creators clans getting matched up against us that was kind of fun i left a message for him in our clan description and i hopped on over into sir moose's discord just to let him know uh that, that we had matched up with him got a couple little reactions there nothing directly from sir moose as far as i know uh, we asked klaus and leader chat if he'd ever had any any direct contact with sir moose before so maybe maybe one of the two of them will end up making some content on it i don't know but eden's edge ended up defeating the moose squad uh it was it was one of the closer wars i'll say it wasn't a complete and total blowout but we ended up defeating the moose squad and that's part of our eden's edges streak of being undefeated this week in cwl now the knights of zion this was our first war back or first cwl back in knights of zion in champs 2 in quite a while and uh guys we I, I kind of expected that things were going to be a little bit rough just based on our, our past performance. The last couple months, things have not been going quite as well for us. We've not been hitting as many triples in CWL as we had when we got promoted up into Champs 2. And in the couple months that we had participated in Champs 2 uh, CWL before moving on to Gideon's Keep and, and doing some of the crazy things that we have been doing. This week, guys, we got matched up with an extremely difficult league in champions 2 the first clan that we were matched up against was empire gaming now some of y'all may or may not know who empire gaming is but they have several fantastic players and we actually had several players from that clan that were over in the legend league challenge uh, discord server with us so there were a lot of folks in there we saw that we had matched up against each other and uh spegasaurus being one of them and these guys, these guys were awesome. Uh, they ended up tripling us eight times. 38 stars, guys. That is very difficult to keep up with. Uh, they, we, we did not beat Empire Gaming. Uh, so GG's to those guys. Yeah, I don't know that if any of them are listening or not, but we had some good chats going on in uh, Jesse's Legend League Challenge Discord server. But yeah, Empire Gaming defeated us day one. And from there, it just kept on coming. We were getting slaughtered. These guys, this crew that we were up against in Champs 2 this, this month was, was phenomenal. Uh, we, we had several, several clans that were getting eight and nine triples each and every time. And it's, it's difficult to compete with that, guys. Uh, we were not able to compete with that. It looks like we are going to demote back down to champs three uh, we still have several hours left on the war there's a chance that we could win this last one and and not get demoted but it all 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 fingers are pointing towards us moving back down to champs three but that's okay that's okay we, we needed that that'll maybe get our attention more because we've been trying several of us have been trying to get get practice in and get our our attacking abilities back up to snuff uh, i i ended up getting triples the first two days but it didn't matter because my base got tripled every time. So every time I got a triple, then I ended up getting tripled, which gives me a net gain of zero. I canceled out the guy that tripled me, but that doesn't give us a win. That uh, that just leaves us even. So, guys, if any of you other clans that were in Champs 2 this month that are listening, how was your matchup? What were the average stars that were, that were getting... Uh, put up on the scoreboard against you guys or against the other clans in your league because the, these clans that are putting up 38 in champs too good game to those guys we uh, we don't quite have that skill yet 
but we're going to be working on it. So hopefully next month we'll be able to push ourselves back up. Should we get demoted with the, when the, the last war of CWL ends for us later tonight. Now, what did everybody think about this shortened CWL? This is the second month in a row that we've had to shorten with. Uh, last month was because we spun so late this month. Everybody had to shorten with. And the speculation is that Supercell's probably got something up their sleeve. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't think they do anything by accident. The fact that they announced it so late leads me to believe that maybe there was something that popped up that whether it was something in codes with things that they have scheduled to come up or they wanted to test out a shorter CWL, I don't know. I wish we would have had longer to prepare. If they would have told us a week or two ago, that would have been great because then we could have all done the math and figured out how many accounts we needed to put where and to, to, to get the metals and all that distributed a little bit more evenly. Or perhaps I really wish they would have lowered the amount of stars that you needed to be able to get the max medals because that meant that we weren't going to be able to get everybody to those eight stars required with only the five wars. I don't know what this means. This is really the first, well, it's the second update to CWL because when it was released, it was just 15v15. Then they added the 30v30s later uh, for Master League and below. So it's really the only the second time that they've done an update to CWL, and they're, I think they're still standing by that it's going to be a temporary thing, that it's not the permanent plan, but we'll see. How did you guys like the shortened period? If we can adjust the stars needed for medals, the shortened period might be nice to not have to worry about doing it seven days in a row, the full week. Uh, you can, if you want to, try to match it up with your work week and, and skip your weekends. There, there's all kinds of ways that this could potentially help. Now, for us, does this mean that were we more assured to get demoted? There's only one clan getting demoted out of Champs 2 this month. One clan per league. And one clan that's going to be promoting usually it's one promotion and two demotions so we finish in or you know it's looking like we're going to finish in sixth place uh which is last place this month and that means we're going to get demoted uh, if this had been a normal month and we finished in sixth then we wouldn't have to worry about getting demoted maybe having two extra clans in there would have had two extras that we could have beaten and gotten stars against and, and had a better time adjusting when things didn't quite go the way that we wanted them to go I don't know. I don't know what this means for us. And I'm not sure what the overall implications are. The fact that there are fewer days and fewer clans in leagues means that there's more clans overall, right? So that means there's more leagues overall. Because if I have a thousand clans and you take eight of those and and match them up, you know, eight divided by a thousand would be the number of, of leagues there. Well, now that there's six per league, six, you know, a thousand divided by six, and I said that backwards before. Don't worry. I don't know how to math either. I don't, last last week, I didn't know what year it was, didn't know what month it was. This week, I don't know how to do math, apparently. But there were more leagues, which meant there were more clans promoting, right? Because if we had, let's say there were 25 leagues last month, and it, there's way more than that, right? 25 leagues last month, then there were 25 clans getting promoted. Well, this month there are far more leagues because there are fewer clans per league, meaning more clans are getting promoted. Now, there are fewer clans per league 
getting demoted, or per league group, I guess you could say. And overall, it, it there's probably fewer that are getting demoted overall. Unfortunately, Knights of Zion's probably going to be one of those. So it looks to me like we are we're getting more clans up into the upper echelons, which might mean next month is going to be a little bit easier. Now, why why would we need to have more clans up there and more clans competing? Well, I heard, I read some interesting stuff, and it was kind of confirmed by looking at one of the clans that we were warring against this month. There are a lot of clans that are in Champion 1 that don't war in their Champion 1 clan. Very similar to the fact that Knights of Zion has been in Champions 2 for many months, but we have taken several months off from our Champions 2 clan. So there weren't as many clans actually competing at that high level. There's a bunch of them eligible, but not as many competing. One of the clans that we were competing against this month, or this week, they the, the end of their name said CWL. You read in their description, it says that they only go into that clan for CWL. It was a Champion 2 clan, and it had the name and the clan tag for their home clan. And I, I looked that home clan up. That's a home clan that's in Champions 1. So these guys, they did whatever they needed to do. They got to Champions 1, and then they decided, you know what? I don't know if they decided they weren't good enough to win one of the Champions 1 leagues. Who knows? But they decided to go down into another league, another clan in Champs 2, and try to push it up. I think these guys are going to end up finishing in second, maybe third place in this in this group. So they, these guys are pretty serious competitors. Something else that I noticed this month that just, it bugged me, and I don't know if it's a valid strategy or what, but three of the clans this this month waited until the last hour to do most of their attacks. Now, a couple of these clans, it was one guy who had several accounts. That, you know, if you've got a dude that has, I think, six Town Hall 14s, that all had about the same name, and they're competing at the Champions 2 level uh, with maxed out Town Hall 14s. Either dude has been playing for a long time, or I seriously have to question the complete fair playness of that. I don't know. But regardless, there was a guy that had like six accounts in one play and all had the same name, and he did all of his attacks in the last 12 minutes of the war. Well, how did that impact us? Well, if, if we have an unburnt base that we decide to run, because a lot of our guys, we have a base builder in the clan, a couple base builders, we'll get new bases, we'll run them, right? If they get tripled in CWL, fresh hit triples, then usually we go, you know what, we might need to change it. If it gets tripled a second time, all right, that, that base has been hit twice, it's been tripled twice, it's time to change out that base. Let's put something new in there, something fresh. And it's not like the clans that we're competing against are sharing screenshots of the bases or sharing replays or anything. Some of them are content creators, and they might have their stuff get up there, which then gets picked up by Burnt Base. But really, in a 24-hour in a period, I doubt that's happening. So it's probably just a weak base against this offense-heavy meta is probably what the deal was. Well, when these clans wait till the very end... That doesn't give us time to know if our bases got hit. So we, we spun, we, we registered for CWL, I don't know, it was probably 7 or 8 p.m. 
the match didn't happen until like three o'clock in the morning when when the match actually took place. So our wars are ending in the middle of the night for us on the East Coast because a lot of us are East Coast USA, and even late into the night for the West Coast guys. And the couple folks that might be in Europe, it's you know completely off for them. But these clans were waiting until the very end to make their attacks. So we didn't know that we got tripled until we woke up in the morning, found out that our bases got tripled, and now it's too late to change them for the next war. So that... Okay, dude. Yeah, it's a tunnel, and you've got a, a muffler with a hole in it. It's okay, man. Anyway, um, it, it, it left us kind of in a lurch, because there were several times that these guys were coming in late, and that's when they were getting those eight triples against our clan late in the day. Is that a strategy to actually mess up opponents in CWL? Is that something that we're seeing happen? This is this is the first time that we've been in Champs 2 for a long time. I don't remember if this was something that was going on last time. But the clans that are finishing, I think, 1, 2, and 3 were all the ones who were doing these really, really late hits, late in the war, and getting a lot of triples there at the end. Is that a strategy? Is that something that we're seeing now? Now, it does concern me, you know, if we were to get matched up with a bunch of clans that were trying to maybe game the system where maybe some sister clans matched up together and then they were actually sharing base information with one another, then that would, you know, that would kind of send off a red flag that, that hey, we've got a couple clans that know each other, uh, that got matched up against each other. They're all waiting to the end and then doing their hits so that people don't have time to change their bases. I'm not saying that's what happened this time. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not at all what I'm saying happened this time. But it just got, got me to thinking about what are some of the strategies that people could use? What is what is the psychological strategy? What is the strategic advantage of waiting until the very end to do the majority of your attacks? Let me know. Let me know what you think. If that, is that something that you're seeing in your CWL matches up in the higher leagues or not? Okay, so CWL drama aside, let, let's move on from that. How have, how have things been going? How have your pushes been going? How have your attacks been going? We finished up the Legend League Challenge with Jesse. Uh, I did not finish in first, and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. I am just happy that I did not finish in last place. Jesse, I believe, said that when we started the week off, we had around 50 people who were involved. Several of those ended up missing attacks or ended up using wrong armies, which, which disqualified them or they dropped out. So we ended up with uh, not nearly 50. I finished in 22nd place. So, hey, not last. Not dead last. I was surprised. I was terrible with those bowlers. I'm not, I'm, by, the end of the, by the end of the week... I think I finally figured out a good strategy that was working, and I started moving up and actually had a couple days where I went positive, but not as extremely positive as some of these other guys. Uh, if we take a look at the top in there, I don't know if they have officially announced who won yet, so I don't know if I can actually say who did that. Um, hmm... Let me see. I'll at least tell you what the top scores were. So, 25 bowlers is what was required in this challenge, which made it very, very difficult. I finished uh, with 5,100 
and 98 trophies. I only gained 198 trophies in the week using those stupid, squishy bowlers, right? That sucked. Uh, the top guy actually finished with 5,452. That is pretty dang impressive for using so many bowlers. So there's some guys that are really good at what they're doing. And it's it was neat to see what everybody was doing. We had some good banter going back and forth in the Discord server. Uh, people were actually being kind and, and helping things out. And, and it was it was a neat a neat event to, to participate in. So I can't wait to see what happens next month. Some of the staff are going to be figuring out what the challenge is going to be. So something uh, Jesse and D are going to be the two that are not big D D. Um, they're going to be figuring out what the challenge is going to be next month. We know one thing is for certain is we are never asking Darian for input again because his input of using bowlers was awful. So thank you, Darian. Thank you for the first time ever. He had a whole bunch of people drop out because of how much they hated bowlers. But congratulations to the people who did participate, the guys who did win. Uh, we are unfortunately not going to be having the friendly war with that challenge. Every month they do a friendly war at the end, and then they'll award some extra prizes for like creative attacks and whatnot. Uh, Jesse had a death in the family, and he's having to deal with some of that. So he's, he's foregoing the friendly war this month. So our condolences to Jesse and his family. Uh, we hope that, that you guys are all doing well, and uh, we wish you the best going forward. Take the time that you need, brother, to... to you know, reset your mind and uh, take a little bit of time off from, from working and clashing. And we will be back to the grind next month. So look forward to whatever this is. Cause guys, it's, <laughs> it was fun to do. It was some crazy attacks. Got us using some troops that we haven't all used a whole bunch in the past. And a few folks won quite a bit of money. So congratulations to those, to those guys. Now that did spur big D to issue a challenge to the Knights of Zion. He challenged everybody to get back up to Legend League, and next month, we are going to do a push with the Knights of Zion. We're going to have a contest to see who can push the highest in KOZ, and Big D has promised a, uh, a stash of gems to whoever the winner is. So guys in, in KOZ, get ready. Get ready for that push back up into Legend League. Some of us have been down farming those defensive wins. Let's let's get back up there. Let's farm up those walls where you need to be farming the walls. Max out, and then let's do this, guys. Let's see who can get up there. Actually, no. On second thought, everybody stay down there in in like bronze and silver league. Um, it, it's not worth it. Don't don't compete against me. You're not going to win. Um, just so just stay down there. No, <laughs> but really, if you'd like to participate, hey, submit a uh, submit an application. To join the Knights of Zion. There's a potential for you to win a boatload of gems. And one of our pro players put, said that he might actually toss in some cash money also. So we might have a sponsor to this Knights of Zion competition we have going on. So if you're interested in partaking and joining up with the Knights of Zion, you actually have to be in KOZ. We're not taking applications to participate in this challenge from anybody who's not actually in the clan. Uh, so... Apply, join with us, be here all month, and then next month maybe maybe you'll be at the top of the Knights of Zion legend board. And we are we are keeping track of it with that same legend bot that uh, Jesse has been using in his challenge, which was a bot that was coded by somebody over in WHF. Uh, we've actually 
sent that bot over to class files also that's what they're using for their legend league push so uh, it's kind of a, a neat little thing you just enter in your your uh your account id and it registers your account and uh keeps track of the legend trophies so guys if you would like to participate come on over now what else do we have going on oh speaking of bots guys guys new thing just got announced early today late last it was yesterday got announced yesterday clash perk Clash Perk is one of the bots that we use in the Knights of Zion for uh, doing some, well, some clan tracking, some clan management. Um, it has some similar functions to, like, Minion Bot, where it can, it can track, uh, track the stats from wars and whatnot. I use it for, on the recruiting side when we have people who are applying because it links up with, like, Clash of Stats and... You can pull a player's profile, see how rushed they are, or how far, how many upgrades, like what percentage of upgrades they have left. It's it's cool for managing that kind of thing, for checking when people are, are applying to the clan. And it has a war log that it can keep if you set up a channel for, for keeping your war log, and it'll it'll track donation logs and all this stuff that it can that it can track. Now, for those people who like to have competitions to see who's going to have the most donations but you hop around back and forth between clans. So I know that I heard Hero and Wu talking about some folks in one of their clans over in the Crystal Join family having a competition. If you have this bot installed and you have your accounts linked to the bot in Discord, it'll keep track of the donations that you're making even if you hop clans. So if you're one of those folks that wants to have that competition going and who is able to, to donate the most, as long as you as the clans that you are in are linked with that bot it'll keep track of them regardless of where you're at and then you'll have that statistic at the end of the month to say hey look my you know in-game thing might say that i've only got a hundred donations but that's because i hop between three four or five clans in the family to donate when the bot stuff will actually maintain that for you the other thing that's great about the bot is that it can export a lot of your cwl data uh, to a Excel spreadsheet. So any of the folks who like Excel spreadsheets, unfortunately, that's not available in the free version. Catfish is cheap, right? I only buy the gold pass. I don't buy other things. And I'm certainly not going to pay to use a bot uh, that, that, that does something that I can do for free manually. It, it just it might do it a lot faster if I had the bot and paid for it. But I, I don't. And I, it's not that I begrudge the developers of that uh, a couple bucks. It's just that uh, I don't have a couple bucks to, to, to spend at the moment. So, but Clash Perk is the name of it. Now, the exciting, the new thing. How many people have ever, you know, forgotten about a war attack? How many times have you ever had somebody in your clan that looks like they're about to miss a war attack and you're pinging them on Discord and you have to remember to go in and look up who has attacks left and then ping them on Discord? How many people who are running mixed wars with multiple different town hall levels have a structure that says okay we want all of the whatever the bottom town hall level is whether it's eight nine ten eleven whatever eden's edge the bottom was 11 and we like to say that all town hall 11s should have their attacks done in the first 12 hours right and then 16 hours for the 12s and you know whatever how many hours for the 13s yada 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 well Clash Perk devs just released that they have coded in some ability to do Discord reminders. And what it does is you can set these reminders up based on the town hall level and or 
the membership status. So if like our new guys who are the members, we expect them to get their hits in before the co-leaders go in and do cleanup. I can have the bot say, all right, if there are any Town Hall 11 members who have hits remaining at the 12 hour mark, I want you to ping them in Discord. And it'll send a ping and say, hey, you still have an, atta an attack remaining, please do it. And then the, you know, the guys that have been around a while that we trust, like the co-leaders, we can say any Town Hall 11 co-leader that has an attack left at this point, ping them in Discord and remind them. If you've done your attacks, it doesn't ping you. That is so cool. We just tested it out. Uh, I set it up with Eden's Edge because that's you know where we have multiple Town Hall accounts or Town Hall levels going. We had one of our Town Hall 12s who did not get a hit in early on in the war, and it pinged him in Discord and said, hey, don't forget you've got an attack. And it was awesome. So we're having that all set up. Uh, you do have to link your account to your Discord profile, and you can do that yourself, right? You can go in and do the the link or the verify command to say that this account belongs to you or clan leaders can go in and link actually i think it's it's moderators or admins on the discord server can go in and link accounts clash of clans accounts to the discord profile through the bot so that if you have some lazy folks who don't actually go in and do it for themselves you can make it happen we are also using this bot to do some auto roll functions with our use code klaus clan that is the clan that has a massive amount of turnover. Uh, three or four times a month, we kick out whoever the least active people are in the clan and let new folks in. This is for anybody in, that is a fan of Klaus, any subscribers that want to get in. It usually fills up within seconds of when we open the clan up because we don't have any requirements. You can be a Town Hall 2. You can be a Town Hall 14. You can be maxed. You can be rushed. You can be whatever. And we have a Discord server for that clan. Well, they have some auto roll functions where if the Discord account is verified with a Clash of Clans account and it gets into the clan and gets member status in the clan, it'll actually give them the member role in the server and allow them to see the member channels that we have set aside in the server. So we don't have to manage who has membership in the Discord server when people get kicked out or when people leave, which is great because the membership list of people who had access to those channels before this bot got involved was massive because we would let people in, they would get access to the membership roles because we had to do it manually. Then they would lose interest they would leave, they would get kicked, whatever. And we'd have to remember, okay, an elder or a leader in the clan kicked them out of the clan. Now one of the discord admins needs to remember to go in and remove their roles in the server this bot does it for us. We've had one hiccup where somebody left with one account, so it removed their membership, and then immediately rejoined with a second account. And you can you can link multiple, multiple accounts to multiple Clash of Clans accounts to Discord accounts through this bot. But he left with one account, so it removed his membership role, and at the same time, he joined with a different account, and it, it messed up adding him back to the member role. We got that sorted it was one time that's one glitch in the month that we have been using this so uh, i am thoroughly enjoying this clash perk bot uh, it has 
some activity commands so that you can see who's active in the clan. It'll give you some, uh, one of the commands that you can run is last seen and it'll let, let, it will let you know the last time that the person was active in the clan so that you know who the, you know, the inactives are. So if you've got one of those clans with a lot of high turnover or that is full, you can look, see who's in there, see who's not actually doing anything and you can manage them. It's, it's fantastic. So we're, we're enjoying this, war reminder tool and i can't wait to see how that helps us out we've already had one what could have potentially been a mishit avoided by having this bot ping folks in the discord server so go check that out clash perk is the name lots of fun tools there is a paid version and there's a free version the free version gives you everything that i mentioned uh, unfortunately with the free version you can only link two clans per discord server but that's, that's enough for us. We have KOZ and Eden's Edge linked in that Discord server. If you pay the couple dollars on, like, I think it's a Patreon, there's a couple bucks, then you can get access to having um, up to five or ten accounts or plans that get linked per Discord server. So go check that out. It's a, it's a neat tool that actually has a lot of usability and has really helped improve our, our clan management on the really active clan and now we're we're starting to use it more and more within knights of zion and eden's edge what other tools do you guys use i know that i heard cat last week on pineapples and thorns talking about what is it was it minion bot or bat bot i think she was talking about minion bot there was tools like sidekick and all these other tools that, that have been used we we have used all those uh, we actually have minion bot installed and it keeps track of stuff too um, we're not using that one quite as much right now, but we have been because there's the the commands to get how many remaining attacks are and get how many remaining bases that need to be tripled are. And some of those same commands are in Clashberg, so we're trying to decide now. Do we hold on to both Clashberg and Minion? Don't know. But what are some of those tools that you guys are using? I love it. I'm I'm a I'm a geek, right? I'm in IT and in cybersecurity. I love fiddling around with new tools and and figuring out how they work. So this is this is exciting to me. This is like a kid in a candy store kind of thing when a, a tool that I really enjoy puts new features in it. I'm gonna be one of the first people to volunteer to to go and play around with that. So Clash Perk. I've said it a bunch. Go check it out. Right, so let's look at some of the questions that I've had come in. I've had a few come in and a few cool comments that have come in since last week's episode. Uh, last week I talked a little bit about Knight Rider, right? And Kit and how campy and cheesy that show is now that we're going back and watching it as adults. Shortly after last week's episode got released, Darth Yoda hops on into the Discord server and said that at some point... Uh, as part of a midlife crisis, he says he bought himself a black Trans Am. <laughs> I I love it, Darth Yoda. That's that's fantastic. I mean, I <laughs> I've always wanted one, right? That that year it was a cool looking car. I mean, how many of us didn't want to run around with a a black Trans Am with that little red light flashing the, at the front end of it? I love it, man. I hope that one day you'll be able to get that car back. <laughs> if you do. Send me some pictures. I'd love to. I'd love to maybe take a ride in it, man. And if it talks, even. I mean, we can do that now with with you know all the voice commands. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to Kit. That's that's really what Elon Musk is doing here. He's just developing Kit. Oh, thirty years after we, we had had it on TV, right? <laughs> all right. So let's see. 
What questions do we have come in? Good Cop, Bad Cop says, My Clash Morning. Saw five offers in the shop. Bought the Hero Book on my 14. Logged on to my 10. Bought the Hero Book. Went to buy the two research potions, but Supercell had other ideas. The research potions are not available on my 10 or 9. Both only had four offers in the shop. I'm pretty shocked because Supercell loves our money, and I'm annoyed because Town Hall 10 requires so much lab time. Question, is this a glitch or normal practice? And if it's the latter, why would Supercell discriminate against the lower town halls looking to progress? Well, okay. I don't know if this has been the case forever, where the shop offers have been completely different for higher town halls and lower town halls. I know that at times there has been that offer that was good for the low town halls. I think you could buy it. I think it was town hall nine and below where it was some crazy stupid thing. It was like $3 for 12 million gems or something crazy, but it was only available to lower town hall levels, right? You couldn't get it at the upper town hall levels. I know that they have had the special packs when you reach a new town hall level. Holy cow, y'all. I just came around the corner and the sunset. Whoa. It is like crazy, crazy beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> that seriously distracted me. Where was I? Oh, good cop, bad cop, talking about the differences in in the offers. I don't know that this has been something that they have always done, but I did recently see on Reddit where not only were there different offers, but the prices were different. So did you pay attention to what the prices were between your Town Hall 14 and, say, like your Town Hall 10? Somebody on Reddit posted a picture from both of them, and they were charging more on one of them than on the other. It was the same stuff. It was the same kit, the same pack, whatever, with all the same things. But on one town hall, it was one price. And on another town hall, it was a different price. So what, I don't know what the point is on that. I'll have to, I don't know. I don't have any direct contact with, with any of the Supercell guys. Um, so if any of like, any of you folks who do maybe have some more contact with them, if you've, if you've got some answers, um, I don't know, let, let me know. But that's that's new to me, where they're having different packs available. I don't know why. I don't know why they would do that. All right, so what else is he got here? He says, an oh, yes, to add insult to injury on my Town Hall 10. His storages are full. You cannot fit all of the Builder Gold. Sell it for extra one gem. <laughs> Hey, but, you know, at least at least they're giving you a gem, man. At least they're giving you a gem. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they would have different packs from, from town hall to town hall. And you, you're right. I would think that they would have more of them available at the lower level because their whole goal is to try to push people up. Then again, with the fact that we had the little tiny update here in the winter, uh, maybe they're not trying to get the lower ones pushed as fast so that we don't have as many... I really don't know. I, I don't know why they would do that, man. It is odd. I will I will agree with you on that. Darth Yoda says, advice for how to spot avoid the tornado when blimping the town hall. I seem to have a sixth sense for running my blimp right into it. Um, yeah, Darth Yoda, I've got the same problem, man. I have never been one that's been very uh, adept at running a blizzard. I, I have tried it several times, and yeah, I tend to have that same knack for finding exactly where the stupid tornado trap is, or exactly where all of the bombs are, or whatever. I, I don't typically do a blizzard because of that, 
Um, if you want some advice on how to do the Blizzard, go check out the Only Clash podcast. I know that Hero is currently doing some training sessions with C-Note on improving C-Note's uh, Blizz capability because of some bets that they have going on. So maybe, I don't know, if you're over in the Crystal to Join server, uh, hook up with Hero, or he's, I know he's in the in the COTP uh, server, so maybe ping him. He just recently shared a video in the, the COTP server. Maybe I'll find it, uh, reply to it, and, and ping you on it so that you can see. But he's the guy that, that is notorious for doing awesome with the Blizzard. Me, right now, I'm back to running my uh, my popcorn Hydra. I did this stupid bowlers for so long. It was down in low leagues that I hadn't done any very you know high-level attacks. So I'm back to using my, my popcorn Hydra. And I'll tell you, the first two times that I used it in probably six weeks was the first two hits that I did in CWL this week, and both of them were triples. Even after the nerf, uh, it's still insanely strong. So don't let anybody tell you that the, the riders have been nerfed too bad. But yeah, ping Hero, ask him. I'm sure he would be happy when, when he's got time. I know he's a busy man working and all that. Uh, I'm sure that, that he would be happy to at least share what he has done because he is currently coaching somebody on how to spot all that. Uh, and Hero, if you're listening... Hey man, you you maybe maybe you could do some uh, some training sessions. I'm sure that somebody'd be willing to pay you a couple, you know, a couple monopoly dollars there for some of those training sessions. So uh, let us know what you got, man. Tribe of Judah says, "How many cups of coffee would you say you drink a day?" Uh, Tribe, I honestly, I know that I talk about it a lot, and we all know that I love my coffee, but I really only drink two to three cups per day. Uh, I will normally start off the day in the morning with breakfast. I'll make a pour over or I'll brew something through my AeroPress. And that's uh, that's for me. Uh, wifey always starts every morning with a, an Americano. So I'll run a, an, a, an espresso shot and then add some water to it to make it into an Americano. And uh, she takes hers with a little bit of cream and some some stevia sweetener. Me, on my, my pour overs, I'm running black. I'm, I'm running black coffee, no sweetener, no no milk, nothing. In the afternoon with lunch, I will pull myself a shot of espresso and uh, I'll make myself a cortado, which is basically a smaller latte. It's uh, more espresso to, um, to milk ratio. So it's the same amount of espresso, but you're using only mm, about half as much milk as you would for a latte, I guess. And that's usually what I have in the afternoon. And then sometimes in the evenings I'll run a and have a, a cup of decaf. But yeah, I'm typically just two cups of coffee per day, and I'm using let's see about 38 grams of coffee beans. That's how much I go through in a day. I average 38 to 40 grams of coffee. So that's that's how I would measure what how many servings, right? 18 grams is a, a shot of espresso, and then I'm also using about 18, 18 and a half when I'm uh, doing my AeroPress. If I'm doing a pour over, it's going to be up to like 20, 22 grams. So I don't really drink that much coffee and I like to savor it. I don't chug my coffee. I, I savor it. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at. How many are you drinking, Tribe of Judah? I know that Tribe of Judah just recently purchased that espresso machine for his lovely wife, Proverbs 31, and they are thoroughly enjoying it. I've seen the pictures that, that uh, Proverbs has shared in Discord and uh uh, and various other places, and they got the same espresso machine that I've got. So maybe one of these days I'll go visit with them, and uh, we can we can share some coffee together. Interesting story though. My dad, my dad is a classic car collector. He he loves them. Uh, he just recently purchased a car. My dad lives in Oklahoma. 
I'm on the East Coast. My, I get this text message from my dad. He's like, hey, I need you to come out here to Oklahoma and then go help me do something. I was like, well, when are you talking about doing this, Dad? Because, you know, I need to put in like a couple weeks to, to get any significant time off work. I got to plan ahead, right? I can't just go with the drop of a hat. He's like, well, I just bought a car and I need you to go help me pick it up. I was like, why do you need me to go help you pick up a car? Well, he's in Oklahoma and this car that he bought is on the West Coast and it just so happens to be in the same hometown where Tribe of Judah and Proverbs 31 live. So my dad wanted me to meet him in Oklahoma and then drive out to where Proverbs and Tribe live to pick up a car and then drive it back to Oklahoma. So I have, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that work, but that would be super cool. Uh, but he's wanting to do it like right now. I think he was talking about leaving tomorrow and I just don't have the ability to do that at the moment. So, oh, well, one of these days I'll head out that way and visit with you guys. One of these days. All right, guys, I know this has been a, a shorter and kind of rambling episode. My apologies for that, uh, but I've really had a, a kind of a crazy day and I am pulling up into my neighborhood now. So thank you for riding along with me, keeping me company and letting me not uh, get too bored as I was driving home from work. I hope that y'all are having a fantastic week and I look forward to hearing about all of your successes in CWL and how everything's going on your Clash of Clans base. Hit me up in Discord if you'd like to chat. I love visiting with each and every one of you guys. Until next time, I hope that you are staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.